Faith FM Breakfast Show with your hosts, Lyle and Lawson. Good morning! It's actually Blake and Lawson because Lyle is in a food coma. He is. It's unfortunate. We uh, all are, the whole but family we is. have to come to work. Well, we actually decided to come to work, but yeah. he's, he's lounged about in a food coma after we had Thanksgiving Sunday. That's right. What are we thankful for? <laughs> what are we grateful for this morning? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was great. It was super fun. You came in after your uh, triathlon. Shh, We're going to hear about it later, I think. We're going to hear about it later. Okay, sorry. We're not talking but yeah, about I guess that. I'm grateful, just I, if I can give some... Uh, Hmm. Thanksgiving well, insight. Give some gratefulness in regards to that. I'm grateful. I'm thankful that I'm alive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got out the other side. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it in a in a bit. But yeah, dude, I had a great Sunday. I saw I, some I saw some Insta stuff. I had a, just a great weekend too. Wild. Church was amazing. We had this guy come in and teach our church how to you know lead out in <laughs> in small group Bible studies. This this big guy with a beard. Yep. They can't see you actually. They don't know what you look like. But yeah, it was Blake. Blake came. Blake came. Well, Blake comes to my church. Blake came to our church like he usually does. But uh, yeah, he was leading out in this amazing class. Oh, you know, we're, we're going stop. through the twenty million movement here on on That's true. Faith FM, yep. and it was like, well, how can you at home Improve. teach the talent twenty million movement to other people? Well, and we were yep. really, really blessed by that. So. Okay, stop. We're going to talk about your triathlon later. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, that's going to be later. But, hey, it's a beautiful Monday morning. I think that's what I'm thankful it for, too. Gorgeous, I look actually. out the window, and the sky is blue, and we are happy. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson, who has completed a gnarly race. We're going to get to I it. I can't wait Slow for down. it. I'm so Slow excited. But down. before that, we have to do the quiz. The quiz. And, well, I'm going to be talking about health, actually, a lot, in coming up in a little bit. Okay. And it was actually left to me. Because we don't have producer Shell with us. We have producer Shanna, who's doing a fantastic job. But producer Shell left me the role of finding the, our prizes for this week. She trusted you with that? She did. Wow. She did. And so what I did is her. I picked expensive things because I love you guys. And what I picked, I have two books for this week. The first one is by Jorge Gonzalez, and it is 101 Secrets to a Healthy Life, a manual to a healthy lifestyle. Ooh. This is fully comprehensive, everything you could possibly want and possibly need to, yeah, have a healthy life. Everything from like, you know, just regular, like holistic health principles, but even dealing with, say, you know, if you, you're celiac or gluten intolerant, which is something a lot of people face or, or dairy intolerant or how, you know, how we can relate to like dairy and lactose and all these different things. How is it that we can live a healthy life, which is something I believe totally God wants for us? Um, that's our first prize. And the second prize is just a classic. Ooh. Revive Cafe Cookbook, but number seven. We talked to Jeremy Dixon last week. I don't think we've given number seven away before, but both of these prizes, they combine to... We're basically giving you a textbook on how to be healthy and a textbook on how to live healthy. We're going to be giving those away this week in our draw. And so our first question is, what event shook up Israel two years before Amos received his vision? 
that is that's that's a bit of a pun right there. That's, <laughs> that's a bit. If you know the answer to this one, you're gonna you're gonna be chuckling. Okay, again though, question is, what event shook up underscore shook up Israel? Two years before Amos received his vision. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And again, you can win the Revive Cafe Cookbook number 7 and 101 Secrets to a Healthy Life by Jorge Gonzalez. The Septimal Revive Cookbook. That's right. I'm excited. I just looked it up in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, seven in Latin? Yeah, I literally looked it up. The siete. Gotcha. <laughs> That's awesome. Septimal. All right. Um, I'm excited. Now, we're talking about health. We're mm-hmm. talking about good things, fun things. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say, too, just a little side note. I just got to plug this a little bit. Those revived cookbooks are beautiful to look at. They're incredible to I look do want to say you have to actually use them to mm-hmm. eat the food that's inside of them. I found that out. Uh, the hard way, because uh, mm. I just thought, hey, here's a cool thing. Look through this like a comic book. Where's the food? You got to make it. Uh, but <laughs> other than that, it is actually really cool. They're a great little uh, coffee table uh, thing, like yeah. in the middle of the room. Oh, yeah, uh, put them in the bookshelf in the house. It's a little bit. It's a bit of a. It's a little bit of a flex, actually. Too mm. a little bit of a a veggie flex. Mm. Like I can cook some mean, septimal. <laughs> mm vegetarian food uh and and it tastes good too jeremy knows his stuff because as someone who has not been raised as a vegetarian by any means and someone who's pretty pretty picky to be honest when it comes to vegetarian food those revived cookbooks are the real deal i Mm. the stuff i've eaten from them i've been like wow this is really really good and anyone would enjoy those in the family so just want to shout out for those as well too now Lawson, I remember yesterday we were having a good time at Thanksgiving, mm. Sunday Thanksgiving. Mm. Uh, had some friends, family over there. Then you come in a hot mess. <laughs> yeah, you are you are sweaty. Okay, you are I'm- you were you, you you can pretend that you weren't, but you were, and you had a brand new shirt on that looks pretty cool. Mm. And then you nearly passed out <laughs> after <laughs> after the food. Yeah. And you're like, I gotta go home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying. What so walk <laughs> us through why were you a hot mess yesterday when okay. you arrived at Thanksgiving? So it starts in July. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Going back. We're going no, back actually, in time. It starts in July. I had made a promise to God. And I know that promise, our promises are like ropes of sand. Amen. Uh, but I, sadly, I had made a commitment that I could see very clearly. I, I was praying and I was thinking, God, like where, where do I need to grow? And one of the biggest areas was that I was really letting myself down in regards to health. Uh, uh, and I was really unhealthy and that was spurred on by essentially like firstly just laziness, like not really working out, but you know, I go play basketball, do whatever. The other thing was just really bad dietary choices. Like I was just kind of, yeah, just addicted to good tasting food. And I was like, God, I want to turn this around. This was back in July. And so I started to, to diet from there. And then I started playing basketball regularly. Then I broke my ankle. Um, so I stopped playing basketball regularly and I started going to the gym. And then in September, I got invited by my sister to participate in a triathlon that happened what up, sis? yesterday. So my sister, she invited me in September. Around that week, I'd bought a watch 
uh, like a like a running watch. Uh, well, it's that, a smart watch. That's you know? what you're wearing right now. That's right. Yeah, that tracks your heart rates and your workouts and all those kinds of things. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna train for this triathlon. Now, in the beginning, when I first started training, if I like, I was running like, I'd run like three k and mm-hmm. just be like dying. But I I was just building up from there and going to the gym regularly. Um, at least four to five times a week, I was either going to the gym or running. And then I began cycling and then I began swimming. And that kind of all culminated in me rocking up to this triathlon yesterday and getting it done. Now, I had trained everything individually. I'd gotten to the point where I was running, you know, nine Ks in under 50 minutes. Um, And I can drive that. Yeah, yeah easily <laughs> so you know uh, just like, so our listeners know like i drive nine k's in under 50 minutes daily easy easy yeah anyway, um <laughs> even running I, i'd gotten down to i was running a bit faster than that actually i gotten down to about a five minute 50 five minute 15 pace over like a seven eight k um i was cycling 60 70 k's you know of a sunday and then i was swimming a couple k's in the pool uh, when I was doing each one of my sessions, but I hadn't practiced transitions at all. Oh. And I'd gone to this triathlon. I'm like, all right, let's do this. And I was so nervous at the start, even though I'm not even really, the, the people I was racing, I did it with my two sisters. And then we had another friend there with us, Matt. And um, like, I wasn't even racing for the win or anything, but I was just, you know, it gave me flashbacks to when I used to race bikes. I'm like at the line, just like, you know, I'm like st- like butterflies in my stomach, like, okay, I got to push and I'm thinking about my line and everything. And then I'm just kind of like, who cares? But then I'm like, I care, you know? <laughs> and so actually, who cares? In, I do. in the swim, I like had pushed my way to the front of the pack. And then like, as soon as the, the gun went off, I'd like darted right to get in my own lane, which was kind of not the smartest thing. Cause I didn't get the draft, but also didn't get punched in the face in the water. So that was, so that was the good. old avoid the punch in the face maneuver. So I've done the swim, got to the end of the swim. I still felt okay. But the last 50 meters, I started feeling weird as I was swimming, but I, I didn't really know why I pulled myself up out of the water. And so this is in Newcastle Harbor. So we're swimming the salt. I pulled myself up out of the water and I'm like having head spins. Like I'm like seriously dizzy. I'm like, were you not breathing? I, I don't know. I just pulled myself up. Maybe it was a breathing thing. I'm like dizzy. I'm like struggling. I'm like, man, what's going on? And I like run over to my bike and I was running cleats. So like the proper riding shoes and I'm like putting my stuff on to get on the bike. And dude, like I lost so many, I, I, I was like mid pack in the swim, but I lost a ton of positions in the transition because I was just like dizzy. And, like, mm. trying to get my shoes on. In the first couple of Ks of the ride, I'm just, like, trying to get my head straight. But after the first couple of Ks, I'm like, all right, okay, I'm feeling it. And Dizzy then I, bike ride. And then I, like, started to, to pick up from there, and I started making some passes. And then from there, I, like, you know, by the end of the bike, I, would feeling, I, was, I was feeling all right. And then when I got off the bike, transitioned into the run, did a quite, quite a quick transition into my shoes and ran. And that's when... I started just picking up positions like crazy. I think I got passed They're by dropping like flies. I got passed by like two people, but then I think I passed like 10, 12 people, something like that. Wow. I was just like, I was just getting to the end. And for me, like that's my particular athletic talent is towards the end of the race. Everyone's high heart rate for me. I'm, I'm not very explosive. I'm not very strong, but I'll just keep going. And um, yeah, I crossed the line and I ended up being 30th overall out of like over a hundred people. And I was third in my age group. Wow. And um, I can just really say, again, 
this came from, you could just say, oh, okay, cool. You trained for a triathlon. This really came from a place like in July, I was substantially heavier than I was, than I am at the moment. I was really down about just being in a bad way with my health. I felt like I was just addicted to food and I just felt terrible about it and it was awful. But I'm like, I want to make a change here. And so I prayed and I asked God to help me. And I really believe it was, I was able to do this because of the work that God had been doing in my heart to help me overcome the struggle that I was having with addiction, to be honest. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Right here on Faith FM, The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson. We got some more quiz questions coming at you hot and heavy. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? (laughs) Mate, they're right here in front of my (laughs) eyes. Which of the following did God not give Moses as a sign for the people? Multiple choice. Yeah, multiple choice. Which of the following did God not give Moses as a sign of the people? A, Moses' rod became a snake. B, Moses' hand became leprous. C, Water turned Moses, you know, turned water into blood. Or D, fire came from heaven. Which of the following did God not give Moses as a sign for the people? 0491-064-669 is the number to call if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you will go into the draw to win our two amazing health-related books that we have for this week. 101 Secrets to a Healthy Life by Jorge Gonzalez, a manual for a healthy lifestyle, and Revive Cafe Cookbook number seven. We're going to give both of them to you for free. You just have to win the draw, and to get in the draw, you just have to answer this question correctly, which was, which of the following did Moses not give to the people as a sign? A, Moses' rod became a snake. B, Moses' hand became leprous. C, water turned to blood. Or D, fire came from heaven. So which one didn't happen? Well, which one did Moses not give as a sign to the people? Got it. Oh, there's the trick there. Yeah, it's okay. a bit tricky. Because I was like, I'm listening to that and go, hmm. Yeah, which one wasn't assigned to the people? That makes sense now. 0491-064-669. Well... What's happening? <laughs> the world's wild. That's what's happening. The mm-hmm. world's literally an out-of-control place. Uh, while it's getting a little bit wild, a landmark deal has been struck by almost 200 countries at the UN Summit COP27 mm. in Egypt to help poorer nations cope with the destruction from global warming. So applause broke out at the summit in Sharm El Sheikh when the historic deal was made to establish a fund to help poor countries that are worst hit by climate change. So the global climate meeting was scheduled to end on Friday, but the division over this topic pushed the deal into overtime. Mm. We were watching some overtime yesterday as well, too. (laughs) A little (laughs) bit different. Yeah, the Packers (laughs) getting it done. (laughs) A little bit different there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is the first time the issue has actually ever been discussed at a major summit, and the goal is to get everyone to comply, essentially, with uh, the fears about curbing global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial times. And that 1.5 degrees Celsius figure, they say, is not some random statistic, but rather this is uh, an indicator of the point at which climate impacts will become increasingly harmful for people and indeed the entire planet. Now, climate change minister Chris Bowen from Australia spoke at the summit saying, uh, we are boosting 
assistance to the region. So he's talking about the nations in the Pacific. Mm. With an additional $900 million to support the Pacific wow. families develop, uh, to support specific, uh, Pacific families uh, to develop a resilience in dealing with the climate emergency. So that's why, along with Pacific nations, we are also seeking to host COP31 in 2026 here in Australia. So Pacific voices have led this debate for decades, and they must be heard. So... Wild stuff. I'm, I, okay, that's I, a billion dollars. I'm wondering what that actually looks like, though. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. What does that mean? Because okay, are we pledging a billion dollars to make island the islands, the Pacific nations, more eco friendly? Because for me, I'm kind of like, wouldn't it be better to pledge that money to make big population centers more eco-friendly because they make the majority of CO2 or I think this is, is for this, recovery. this is for recovery. Yeah. Okay. I believe that's what, that's what the article was saying. And, and I read a couple other articles on it as well too. Basically what the goal is here is when a poorer or lower socioeconomic nations are hit with natural disasters that are said to be caused by global warming then the nations that are not complying and who are more industrial, mm. who have more uh, impact on the globe, you know, mm. as, as said, they're then responsible mm. for the recovery costs in these lower socioeconomic nations. So you're saying nations. Australia is responsible, so therefore we're going to pledge exactly. a billion dollars. Yeah, so we're saying that's exactly what's being said, is that Australia is, we're going to pledge $900 million to help in the recovery cost of any global climate change events, mm. specifically disasters mm-hmm. such as, you know, tsunamis, earthquakes, uh, floods, okay. fires, all that mm. kind of stuff. Make sense? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. Mm. I'm actually kind of got mixed emotions. Of course, I love the idea that we should be helping. I think we should be just helping people all over. When you help others, it, it the way that works, uh, the the very act of giving to others is a beautiful thing. That, that that's something that just is a blessing from the Lord, and can really really help. In this situation, they're not really. There's a difference between like giving when you want to and giving between like grinding your teeth. Yeah, I, you know what I'd like to see because okay, if the government is giving them this money, well then this money must come from tax. Oh, for sure. All of the government's money comes from tax. Wouldn't it be better? If people out of their own free will could give that sum of money, a billion dollars, to charities who respond to... Because the government, by giving money, it'll most likely be going to charity relief agencies, like charitable relief agencies, like ADRA, Red Cross, whatever it may be. The government, you know, there's like the SES, but they don't function in these islands. They'll be giving it to certain charities over there to help them with relief. That's that's how I imagine it going down. Wouldn't it be better if you tax people less and then give them the opportunity to well, give? But but then you can say then you'd have to rely on the generosity of the people, and then you could say oh so so therefore it's the government's choice. But then hey yeah it's tough because at the end of the day you're making a decision to spend the money. Well, the issue I have with it is more along the lines of hey COP twenty seven now has the ability to dictate where funding goes mm. by governments. 
That part I have more of like a. Ooh, I think that's I think they've always wanted that though. I know. Well, and now they're getting it, mm-hmm. and so I think it is unprecedented. I think there's like 200 nations that have like agreed to this as well too. Mm. It's kind of crazy. 200. 200. That's like yeah. all of them. I, well, I know. That's what I was <laughs> yeah. like. That's a lot of. Nations. <laughs> but but when I say agree to it, that means also those are uh, lower or third world countries who have also agreed, being like, yeah, we want this. So of course some of those want, yeah, yeah yeah we want your money yeah of course yeah. uh it's a it's a tricky situation for sure uh another tricky situation Twitter is wild again <laughs> we just keep coming back to I know this. Elon Musk he puts up a uh, a voting result for or, uh what I don't even know what that's called actually it's well like, so uh, he created a poll a poll that's right so uh, he creates a poll on Twitter a uh, 24 hour poll. 15 plus million people vote. Uh, and I think the poll said something like, should I let t- uh, Trump back on to Twitter? And 48% of the population said, no way. 52% said, yes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> Elon in his Elon way says, the people have spoken. Trump will be reinstated. Vox Populi, Vox Day." Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means in Latin. We were talking about Latin earlier, so maybe Vox you can... Populi. It's like of the Vox people. Vox Populi, Vox Day. Like of the people of the day or something like that? I guess. I don't know. You can check it out. Uh, so, but here's the crazy thing. Trump has said, so after this all happened, Trump's like, I don't see any reason for it. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> because... The, 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 okay, hold yeah, on. You Vox know what Vox Populi, Vox Day? What? You know what it means? No. I should have realized this because it's the word day. You know what the word day means in Latin? God, right? Yeah. Yeah. The voice of the people is the voice of God. Whoa. Ooh, interesting. Gnarly. Wild stuff, Alon. Getting very cryptic over mm-hmm. there. But Trump actually says, hey, I don't want to go back on Twitter uh, because... I got Truth Social now, baby. Yeah, he's exactly. <laughs> he said, no, I'm going to stick to his new social media pl- platform, Truth Social, which is only available in the U.S., uh, but he, he's like, it's doing phenomenally well, which only Trump could say as well, too. Uh, but it's crazy that Twitter banned Trump two years ago uh, for, uh, I guess, inciting the riot on January 6th is what the claim is. Mm-hmm. And uh, stating his post had the risk of inciting violence. But now he's back. Dude, but he doesn't want to come back. I've just realized. Yeah. You know why Elon is doing this? Because Trump is the most popular person on Twitter. And Twitter is losing so much money. <laughs> it's ultimately to get people to come back to Twitter. Elon Musk needs Trump. Whoa. That's why he's doing This is a business play. See, I thought Elon was playing 4D chess, but it's actually Lawson Walters I playing know what's 4D happening chess. Right now. While the rest of us are just playing checkers right. right here on Faith FM. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We have some different quiz questions coming mm-hmm. at you right now by Lawson himself. While Israel was in the wilderness, a man who gathered sticks on the Sabbath would receive what punishment? Ooh. 0491, this is kind of morbid. 0491, 064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. be gathering firewood. People. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm, I'm glad that 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 the, uh, this um, civil penalty isn't in place today. 
by the civil legislature. Yeah, that's that's right. While yeah. we have we still have the principle of the Sabbath from the Ten Commandments, yeah. the civil penalty isn't in place today. Um, so our two prizes for this week: 101 Secrets to a Healthy Life by Jorge Gonzalez, and then secondarily, Revive Cafe Cookbook, the seventh volume. Uh, by Jeremy Dixon. You can win both of those. All you have to do is answer the question correctly, which was, while Israel was in the wilderness, a man who gathered sticks on the Sabbath would receive what punishment? 0491-064-669. We have with us all the way from Israel, I believe, uh, Galilee, possibly. We're going to find that out here in just a minute. But Marletta Fong, how are you this morning? Good morning, Blake. I am tired. <laughs> I've just flown uh, 14 hours to Dubai and then three and something to Tel Aviv. And then we drove from the airport to, uh, yes, I am, right, right next to the Sea of Galilee, quite literally, as we speak. And it's it's 10.40 p.m. in the evening here. So I can see the, the light from the shoreline on the other side and on the top of the mountain or the hills, whatever, around uh, the Sea of Galilee. can't really see the water so much because it's dark, but there's little ships and boats in the harbour here, and it's um, quite a big body of water. We're below sea level by a number of, like, 200 and something, um, what is it, 200 Wow. So that's where I am right now, and I feel blessed to be here. I also feel tired. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> What what are you so what are you actually do oh well there's so many questions I have, I'm excited. What what are you guys doing in Israel? So I have been invited to be, just join the um Adventist World Radio tour here in the Holy Land. They're doing um in Jerusalem and then Jordan and then it will be finished. Um that's what we're doing here with Maranatha Tours and um what's the name? Jennifer the Mountain is going to be here singing with it, and Jim Gilly is also part of leading it. So it's um, wow. a once-in-a-lifetime experience for me, definitely a once-in-a-lifetime for me. I've never been here before. I dreamt that I would even come. Wow. It's quite special. It's, um, I, you know, I we haven't had a, a, a lot of time to talk before, but, man, you sound so much like your sister. It's wild. I'm just, like, listening and talking to you. I'm just like, hey. <laughs> Uh, these, these girls are twins, almost. It sounds like your voice, you know. Uh, but so, you anyway. sound even more like her. <laughs> <laughs> I would sound even more like her if I told you I was uh, going to talk to you about prayer. <laughs> yeah, that actually would sound a lot like her as well, too. She's on. Uh, we have a, a show here called uh, Look Up, I believe. And uh, she, it sounds yeah. like you're right here in the studio with us. Uh, but so you're in Israel. You're on the Adventist World Radio tour. Uh, but I want to talk about your trip here for a minute. So you so you went from, did you fly from Sydney to Dubai? Yes. So you do Sydney to yep. Dubai and then Dubai to Tel Aviv. Correct. So that, that flight from Sydney to Dubai, how long was that? 14 and something hours. <laughs> and um, I've managed to do a bit of reading on the plane, but I also got to do some sleeping, so doing a bit of adjusting. To the time zone already. Absolutely, and um, that was a blessing. I uh, a little tip I have: uh, go and play a game of basketball uh, when you land somewhere, and you'll sleep like a baby. 
I don't know. If you, <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that or not, but that always helps me. I go find somewhere to go play basketball when I uh, fly overseas because fourteen hours. That's a good idea. 14 hours or do something really active because then your body will just be physically exhausted as well too. Uh, but 14 hours is a long time on a plane. How, how long was it from Dubai to Tel Aviv? It was over three hours. Okay. So another additional three hours, three hours flight. on top of that, which normally a three hour flight is like, wow, that's a long flight until you've just done a 14 hour flight and it's nothing. It's like a little, you just, you go up and then you come back down and you're like, oh, that was nothing at all. You know, uh, so, so when a uh, little tip on the plane as well, too, did you do any stretches in the back? That's what, that's my, that's one of my number one goals here. Mm. Whenever I do a long flight, I just go to the back. I feel and like then, you've got a gym membership. Yeah, I have, you have to. <laughs> At the back of the plane. I do. You have to. <laughs> Dude, run up and down those stairs, especially if it's a 14 to Dubai. You're most definitely flying an A380. You've got two levels there. You've got a, right. you got a step yep, machine. But nobody right else would need to have a look up there. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't let the. They don't let us. Uh, the economy people. I don't know if you flew economy. Normal I, people. Yeah, normal people. They, we don't get to climb the stairs. No, we do. Yeah. We, we totally do. They rope off the top, but the bottom's usually open. <laughs> so you just walk up the yep. stairs and then back there. Okay. That's right. That's that's okay, absolutely right. <laughs> so now you're in Israel. You're a little bit tired. It's 10.40 p.m. Uh, we're, we're over here. It's 7.40 a.m. for us. Is it Monday or no? It would be Tuesday last night, right? Oh, no, it'd be Today Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, that's right. No, it'd be Sunday. That's that's right. Correct, Sunday. So Sunday, late at night. Yeah. And when does the tour with Adventist World Radio start? Um, it starts technically tomorrow. Um, actually, but everybody's coming in tomorrow from mainly America, I think. So, um, But it will start tomorrow and then fully start on Tuesday. Got it. Okay. And uh, so you, you're, all, you're all set up. You're ready uh, to go over there. What are you looking forward to the most seeing in the Holy Lands? You know, I think I'm looking forward to seeing the most is the Wailing Wall. Yes. Um, and I don't know. I think that's probably something I'm looking forward to seeing the most. The Sea of Galilee, I'm looking forward to... Um, sailing on it, and I think I can hear some who's music on a sailing boat on the lake at the moment, um, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to sailing on the sea gallery, I'm looking forward to going to Gethsemane, seeing the tomb, the empty tomb, amen. Amen. And um, something I was doing on the plane um, was reading through Ellen White's um, book on prayer, and just the first chapter. So I've made a couple of notes, highlighted a lot of things, because a lot of things are key in there. But um, as I was reading through it, some of the things that stood out to me was just the awesome privilege we have in prayer and the the reliance on God that we must feel. She says we must feel our reliance upon God. And when we don't feel our reliance or our need for Him, it's our most dangerous moment um, because we're not going to seek help for temptation or to overcome anything. And so I think just reading that and thinking about prayer and Jesus prayer life, um, and then coming here, because I, I really want to just, you know, change as much as I can from this experience, but there's only so much history you can prepare yourself with, and for me, I know I'm going to hear the history, but I want to hear the Holy Spirit this trip. I want to know what God's will is for my life. Amen. 
in general and specifics. I want to hear his voice. I really, I want to just have a holiday kind of, you know, tourist trip, take the photos and all that. I want to, I want to grow. And so I've been praying um, through that chapter and I encourage any of your listeners to um, look it up, Ellen G. White on prayer and just start reading and highlighting and, and um, looking into those beautiful promises she, um, she looks at. Um, but all, she says, all power, all wisdom are at our command. We have only to ask. Wow. And so whatever you're facing today, um, this morning, for the time to start trusting in the Lord is to pray earnestly. And some, something here as well that I experienced for myself um, in, in September is I got so excited um, about having a day off work that I didn't expect. I praised God enthusiastically for four hours straight, and I got tired. But that um, enthusiastic prayer um, and praise to God and just thanking Him for how wonderful He is set me up to actually do things I would never have done otherwise. Um, for the next two weeks, I was planning things for church and, and outreach and, and all these things, and it really blessed not just me but others. Um, and Ellen White uh, wrote in here that, Walk continually in the light of God, meditate day and night upon His character. Then you will see His beauty and rejoice in His goodness. Your heart will glow with a sense of His love. You will be lift, uplifted as is born by everlasting arms. With the power and light that God imparts, you can comprehend more and accomplish more than you ever before deemed possible. So when I read that on the plane today, I thought that's exactly what I experienced. I was praising God and I was able to accomplish more than I could ever think was possible. And so um, for your breakfast listeners this morning, maybe that's something you, you might want to try is to praise God, think about his wonderful character and all the wonderful things he has done and is, and just praise him. Praise him for life, praise him for breath, praise him for the opportunity to, to smile. Even if you don't feel like smiling, you have the opportunity to smile. Mm. Um, just praise him for everything and see what he will be able to do through you if you will just look to him in so much faith. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Marletta. I, I want to say as well, too, like talking about your devotional life, talking about prayer life, it, it, is, such a, it is such a powerful thing. Uh, when you go over to Israel uh, and you are able to read from the Word of God and then see that location that that thing took place. Uh, so I do want to encourage you, uh, while you're there, while you're doing your devotional uh, time, preparing for the day, like if you know you're going to go somewhere, uh, go and search for that story in the Word of God and then go and see that thing that you're about to go see as well, too, because it just is so much more powerful. Like we did that with um, the the <laughs> David's Tunnel. We went through that. It's like I think it's called Hezekiah's Tunnel, if I'm not mistaken. We went through there and we read yeah, that story. Yeah, we read that story right before. And it was just like, well, this is what it would have been like for David and uh, his crew, for his men uh, to go through this place as well, too. Uh, but there's so many. That's just one example of many, many examples. I do want to say, if you're going to be there on the Sabbath, uh, on Friday night when yes. they open the Sabbath, if you can, that's the day to go to the Western Wall, to the Wailing Wall. Because the whole crew is there uh, from all walks of life, and they are just celebrating the Sabbath in a way I've never seen in my life. There were these guys like singing and dancing 
like singing Shabbat Shalom uh, song that was just really, really an incredible way to celebrate and open the Sabbath. So if you do get that opportunity, that's where I would suggest to go to open Sabbath. It's a really powerful experience. Can't wait. I have to check the itinerary, but we'll see. I'm pretty sure we'll be there. That sounds awesome. That's exciting. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, another another place that really impacted me when I was over there was Caiaphas's, uh, which was the high priest who basically was in charge of essentially putting Jesus to death. He has a palace, and mm-hmm. below that palace, there is a dungeon that a lot like. Many historical uh, scholars basically believe was exactly the place that Jesus was kept the night before he was crucified, uh, right before G- mm-hmm. right before Peter um, basically you know denied him three times right outside in that garden there. And there's a little um, statue there like commemorating that event. Uh, but the temple or the yeah Caiaphas's palace and in, in the it's kind of the torture. Really, it was a little prison cell. We went down there and we sang uh, some hymns. Wow, powerful experience. So if you get that opportunity as well, too, I want to suggest it because it's right near uh, uh, Gethsemane and that's right near uh, where you're going to be. So basically all the things that you've just told me, like those those are places. And and sailing on the Sea of Galilee, you're going to love it. You're absolutely going to love it. It's an incredible experience. And before you do that, read the story. But it might be a little scary because it's a storm story. But just know that Jesus has you in his arms. I read it in the morning, not at night. <laughs> Absolutely. Good call. Amen. <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for joining us. Do you want to do you have any last words to say to all of our listeners all the way from Israel? Marletta, what would you like to say to Faith FM? I would like to say like Jesus is not He's not just uh, something that is a nice piece of history. That's the beauty of coming here as well. I mean, before you can come to Jerusalem, because let's face it, the majority of the world is not going to get here. But the effects of Jesus' life are everywhere and all over the world. And it's it's really, it's not the pinnacle of your Christian life to actually come here necessarily, although it is quite an amazing thing to come and walk where Jesus walked, but it is more amazing to meet Jesus and meet with him in that sweet hour of prayer every day yourself, wherever you are, and to pour your heart out to him and to ask him to help you and to give you wisdom and courage for the day and strength for whatever comes your way. It's, um, that's, that's where it really is. So Uh that's my prayer for you today is that you'll, you'll pray and that you'll give it to God and, Maybe someday you'll be able to come here too. And um, I, I would encourage you to plan on that and pay for it and, and make it a, a thing. Um, but in the meantime, pray on. <laughs> little plug for um, if you wanted to listen to any of my music, you can find it as well. It's got some um, beautiful meditative songs. But I would just encourage you to pray and let God show you what he wants to do in your life. Beautiful. And talking about your music, we are going to be listening to For All He's Done by Marletta Fong. Thank you for joining us all the way live from Israel. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.